The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back. Another edition of No Bets Barred, this time UFC London. We make our way back across the pond for the second time this year. This time for a fight night, Tom Aspinall headlining against Marcin Tibera, the return of Tommy Aspinall. And I have to say, I don't want to speak for you, Jed, but I feel like No Bets Barred is pretty excited about this one. So yes and no. I'm uh, I was not that excited, you know. Looking ahead, 15 fights, a lot of fights, but then I dug into it, Connor. Then I did, you know, I did the work, got into the tape, and a lot of good matchups this week, man. Like again, it's another one of those situations where we're pretty low on big name value. Um, you know, the the top of the card is what it is, but a lot of competitive fights. You'll get. The London crowd going insane. A lot of British, English fighters going on. So should be a good time. And you know we love an early start time. Love okay, the, start time. the early start time is crucial, and I don't want to take the uh, the wind out of your sails there. But I was more specifically speaking about the return of Tom Aspinall. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, uh, I'd be more excited if it wasn't against Marcin Tybura, who who's ever been excited about a Marcin <laughs> Tybura fight of any kind. But... Well, yeah. when it's a Tom Aspinall fight on the other side, I'm probably now, gonna at least be fun. I am now excited for it. Uh, but actually, you're right. The more I dug into this, the more I'm like actually pretty excited for the card and the London crowd, up and down, very competitive matchups, and the crowd is so crucial in this. Like, you know, last week, not good matchups, not not good name value. And we were at the apex. It was kind of like the trio of everything. There was really like no stakes. That's another thing about this card is 
there are stakes, whether it just be a guy from the area getting to fight in front of his home crowd. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there just are never stakes, like you said, in the apex because who you you can't even feel it being a moment, even if it is like, well, it's a, every fight has some level of importance to the fighters themselves, obviously. But it's just like, what does it mean to the rest of us? And this one, you know, Davy Grant is going to be fighting in a fight that probably doesn't mean a ton for like his career writ large and certainly for us as a viewer, but it's going to mean a ton for him to be in front of, you know, the the British fans. <laughs> so it's oh, yeah. we, up and down. We've got those anytime in front of a live crowd, it's better. So again, 15 fights is still a lot of fights. And that's my only real, real negative for this card, but should but. be a good time, early start time. We're going to have fun. Noon kickoff here on the East Coast on uh, Eastern Time. So, you know, you just have it on as you're doing whatever you're doing. I've actually got a wedding to go to on Saturday. So I, I, I might that. I might be hearing some nuptials while, uh, while uh, I'm watching Tom Aspinall hopefully get a win. Oh, what is the, the wedding at like six? Uh, five. Oh, I think Tommy will be be later. I think you can probably clear the nuptials by then. Fifteen fights is going to take like seven <laughs> hours. That's true. That's true. But so. three o'clock main card kicks. Six fights on the main card. Uh, regardless, last week got a couple units back, chipping away, oh, trying well to get done. trying to get back the evens. Uh, you know, still trying to keep it pretty tight, keep it pretty light. Doing the same thing with this card. Uh, How'd we fare last week on the uh, brilliant UFC Apex 77? Not great, Bob. <laughs> I uh, I did I did a very dumb thing at the end of it, um, which actually ended up saving me a little bit. I still finished down about two units. Uh, but I did the fun thing where, as you recall, I was like, I'm just going to believe in Holly Holm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, you know, as I watched her walk out to the cage, I panicked. Because she did not look good making the walk. And I know a lot of people don't like that, you know, armchair psychologist or whatever. But I was like, I don't I don't think this is going to go well. So I I just sort of immediately fired a headshot on MBS uh, by finish, which ended up saving me a couple of units there. But it Brilliant. was just bad all around. Uh, I actually believe more in the looking completely distraught and not wanting to be there on the way in than I do like looking bad on the scales. I believe in that armchair psychology more. I can, I can buy that, but yeah, I, for whatever reason, I just looked at her and I was like, Holly Holm looks old right now. And I don't think this is going to go well for her. And then it didn't. So I was right in that, but yeah, uh, basically just turfed every bet. Um, the only thing I hit was the parlay. So shout out out to parlays. That's, that's where we make our bread and butter. That's where smart gamblers make their money. Uh, that's enough talk about that card. Let's dive right in UFC London, 15 fights. As you mentioned, let's start at the top main event, heavyweight bout the return of Tom Aspinall taking on Marcin Tibera right now. You can have Tommy Aspinall for minus 450 Tibera coming back at plus 340. I mean, listen, like you, you know where, where I stand here. You, you know what's coming. Uh, it's not hard to guess. Tom Aspinall by decision. Yes, yes, yes. Plus fifteen hundred. How'd you know? Uh, 
I, I saw someone somewhere that was like, I actually really like Marcin Tibera by decision this weekend. I'm like, that's insane. Why? What, <laughs> like, I want to know why. And if it hits, I, I need to know why is, you is took Tom that Is Tom Aspinall's bet. knee still not working? Then okay. Well, even if the knee's not working, then we're not going to make it the full five rounds. Oh, I think I think Marcin Tibera could find a way to take a man with one knee to a decision. I believe in his ability to do here's, that. Here's the thing. it's It's been a year since we've seen Tom Aspinall. And I forgot how much of a fan I am of this guy. Going on his socials, watching back the tape, the the fight against Volkov in London back in March of last year. I am a big fan of this guy. He's a 93 baby. I am also a 93 baby. Oh, okay. Though, man, he is, he is much more ahead in life uh, than I am, obviously. You know, rising UFC superstar. Three Sorry. kids. Three kids for the guy. Does he have, an, you know award-winning million fan podcast i don't think he does so really i'm sorry i must on. i must have missed the award that we won don't worry about it i didn't want to i didn't want it to go to your head you already got the hour yeah i, can't, I can't let you know about Thank all you. the successes you're having i appreciate that i appreciate that uh i just needed to work out that's the biggest thing i needed to work out i need it to go good if he comes out here if he looks flat if he struggles if he loses it's going to be heartbreaking for me it's going to be tough to swallow I'm a fan of the men overseas across the pond. It was already heartbreaking to watch the Max Holloway Arnold Allen fight. I can't do Tom Aspinall losing to Marcin Tibera. I'm not going to sit here, give you a, a long, you know, rant about getting into the technicals of why Tommy Aspinall is going to win. Uh, I think he's just the better fighter, and if his knee is good then I definitely think that he is going to win this fight. And I'm under the assumption he's not going to get back in the octagon unless his knee is good. I am trusting in Tommy Aspinall. Parlayed him up. Now, one thing I do have to say, this is probably going to be the second biggest favorite spot he's had in the UFC. Uh, Coming off a year away, coming off a horrific knee injury. Probably not plus EV, as they say, to parlay him up. But guess what? You don't you don't come here for plus EV plays, baby. You come in here to support the boys, and that's what we're doing with Tom Aspinall this weekend. Uh, I mean, I don't feel like either of us really need to to dive too much into the why here because you're you would be supporting this man regardless. You're you're a Tommy Aspinall guy, and that's what I love and support about you. Not a huge Tommy Aspinall guy. Don't hate him. Just, you know, I enjoy watching him fight, and that's sort of the extent of my fandom there. But he is going to beat Marcin Tybura. Like, I, you're you're absolutely correct. He wouldn't step back into the cage if he wasn't at 100% or close to it. You know, no fighter's ever 100%. But that knee is going to be healed up. He's had a year off to to get right, and this is just a great matchup for him, you know. Tybura is a jack of all trades and a master of none, whereas Tommy Aspinall is a, at least a queen of all trades, maybe even a king of all trades. This should just be pretty formulaic. He's much more athletic, much quicker on the feet. Uh, if he goes for and gets takedowns, it is probably pretty bad for Tybura. Uh, I am also parlaying Aspinall up. I'll be interested to see if we have a similar parlay because – my parlay is an idiot parlay. It's like the most obvious parlay you could make. But Mogmed Muradov. No, it's not that idiot of a parlay. Uh, remember, love a gimmick. But more importantly, I'm also going to oh. take a shot on a very specific exact. 
No, no, no. God, that would be the worst <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> I'm also going to take a shot on a very specific prop uh, exacto here. Aspinall by KO round three is plus 2,100. Now, a lot of the juice on that is for the third round. I think if you do it for round one, it's like plus 150 or something. And round two, it's like plus 450. So you're taking a big jump up in that. And I'm going to take a shot on that because the number's so big. I would guess, you know, if you just asked me to pick straight up, I'm going to assume Tommy gets it done earlier than that. But Tabura's never been submitted, so I feel pretty okay with the with the KO prop. He's a BJJ black belt, like a good grappler in his own right. Aspinall, uh, we know he has the knockout power. Know he can finish it in that regard. He mostly he has like four or five first round wins in the UFC, and then one second round, which was on Jarolowski. I'm gonna say that Tybura is a very is a pretty durable guy in general. He's gonna be able to make it. Maybe Aspinall plays a little. A little cagier to start testing out that knee, and we can make it into an early third round finish. So plus twenty one, I'm going to take just a very very baby shot on that. I like the uh, the number there. It's a big uh, number. I mean, don't love the round that it happens in. We uh, we have to address the fact that Tom Aspinall in his pro career has never seen a third round. Um, He's due. Isn't that I, how gambling works? He's due. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's due. Uh, <laughs> I guess Sergey Pavlovich is also due for a uh, round three here at uh, at some point. Sergey Pavlovich soon. is going to beat John Jones by decision to win the UFC heavyweight title. Plus 10, you heard 000. it here first, folks. <laughs> Plus I 10, will 000. be betting that when the time comes. I am. Uh, I'm on the opposite. Uh, I played the the under one and a half. Uh, 15 pro fights for old Tommy boy, 13 under the one and a half. As we just said, never seen a third round. Uh, man does not get paid by the hour. I imagine in front of the home crowd, if he's healthy, if he's there to do what he does best, he is going to looking be looking to end Tibera early. And I think he's going to have success in that. I mean, yeah, that's certainly the most likely outcome, right? Um, don't, don't hate it, but I'm taking a, just, the babiest of plays on my prop and we're gonna hope listen if it gets to the third round that's gonna get real fun it's gonna get electric that's gonna get real fun and then if uh, he submits him i'll cry <laughs> oh that would be terrible round three submission oh my god that would be that'd be absolutely heartbreaking <laughs> that would be heartbreaking uh let's go to the co-main event the the fight that's going to crescendo us in to the main event for tom aspinall it is a women's flyway bout molly mccann taking on julija stoliarenko um Molly McCann minus two fifteen, Stolyarenko plus one eighty five, and uh, yeah, I mean, I just have to start by asking, what is this fight? What are we doing here? Like, what, what, do, what do we got going on here? I mean, Stolyarenko has never fought at flyweight. She was on the Ultimate Fighter as a featherweight. Uh, if you want to just go on Twitter and and just, I think you just type in Stolyarenko weight. It's just going to be endless tweets of of different times where she struggled with weight. You'll get the video of when she fainted literally on the scales. She fainted on the scale, fell backward. It wasn't very good. Cutting to 135. Um, now she's older, more further along in her career, and she's going to make her flyweight debut. Um, man, I, I just I just don't know how this is going to work out for her. If she does make it to the fight, 
and like she's good and she's she's not completely drained and dead and having having medical issues. I mean, she is going to be way bigger than Molly McCann and she's going to have a big grappling advantage where we've seen Molly McCann struggle. Like, I guess you could say she's a live dog. But I went back and watched some Stoli Ranko tape. She's not great. I'm going to say she's not she's, very good, man. She's not very good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just staying away from this. Do I want to play Molly McCann at minus 215 uh, against a woman that that does have a path to victory, whether, we sh- whether she will assert it or not? I don't know. I'll just sit back and watch. Hopefully we can get a spinning back fist, get the – get the fake belt in again, uh, and get the crowd hype for Tom Aspinall. So I hate this matchup. I think this is just really, really bad booking. Um, I think there's a fair chance that this fight doesn't happen for all the reasons. Uh, I, I would go as far to say large chance. Yeah, like it's very possible that we get that this card gets down to 14 fights because of the co-main event. The reason many people will be there because Molly McCann is a star in London. They friggin' love her. Just opened a restaurant, I believe. Oh, good for her. Um, you know, may not even be able to compete because I don't know why this is happening at Flyway. I checked like three times to make sure that this wasn't secretly going to be a bantamweight fight and I wasn't blowing it. Like, I don't know what's going on here, but... While you don't feel confident, I have a some level of confidence that Molly McCann is going to get this done here. One, Julius Stoyarenko, you you do point out accurately, right, that Molly McCann susceptible to the grappling. Stoyarenko is bad grappler, like not a bad grappler, but just bad takedown, like a wrestler certainly. And this this is a this is a case of the stoppable force meets the movable object because Classic. McCann's defense defensive wrestling not very good. I think that weight cut is just if Stoyarenko makes it, I think she's just going to be dead. Like I just think she is going to be in serious trouble. And Molly McCann is is super tough. Is going to be competing the whole time. I don't think Stoyarenko is good enough that if she gets a takedown in the first round, that she can finish it. And then I think McCann is just going to going to pile it up on her as this fight goes on. So with the London crowd, with everything, I like her price enough. She is the second leg of the parlay I have with Tom Aspinall. Oh. You'll never get the third leg. We'll talk about in just a moment. <laughs> so, oh, we have a third leg. We have, we have a third leg. We have this a three-leg parlay, all England parlay, and it leads us into the next one. Beyond well, that's good. That's good because uh, because there's a very good chance that's that that that's just going to end up a two-leg parlay. Very, very good chance. But you I mean, know. what if she comes in at like 129? You think Molly McCann just says, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah, I think Molly McCann will fight this woman if she came in at 140. Yeah, and it's still a we're really talking size advantage now. I don't know. Uh, I'm staying away. You are on Molly McCann parlay piece, co-main event. I hope, my hope is Molly McCann gets a finish, the crowd goes crazy, and we get to Tom Aspinall. I mean, that is obviously the dream for everybody is for that crowd to just be popping off like it does. And then Tom, then it's chanting Tommy Aspinall, Aspinall, Tommy Aspinall, hope for it. Let's keep it moving. Main card, men's featherweight bout, Nathaniel Wood taking on Andre Feely. Right now you can have Wood for the price of minus 195, Feely coming back plus 165. Is this the third leg of the parlay? Sure is. Nice. Taking Nathaniel Wood. Yeah, I mean, I really like Nathaniel Wood. 
Uh, I guess the only reason I'm staying away here is just he's he is thoroughly undersized. Um, I do worry that Feely's a little bit better of a grappler than than his his last couple opponents, especially Jordan. Um, don't know if the leg kicks that he got off so well against Charles Rosa this time last year are going to work. Uh, but like, I do still think he's going to win. I think he is the better fighter. Uh, couple concerns, but but I still like Nathaniel Wood to win. Yeah, I, uh, I this could be competitive. This would be the leg I'm the most concerned about of this parlay, just because Feely is, you know, can kind of do a little bit of everything, can pull some sort of slick stuff in the grappling end on the feet. Uh, I think this fight may well just come down to the wrestling, um, but I believe Wood will be competitive there. And I think he has such an edge in volume on the feet that he's, you know, he'll have to navigate the range. Feely has a bit of range on him, but I think he's going to be able to do that uh, effectively enough, and he will just sort of outwork Andre Feely over over the course of 15 minutes. I doubt we get a finish. Um, then it's going to be a really fun fight. I'm I'm putting a lot of credence into uh, the London crowd, and maybe that's silly and maybe that's dumb of me, but I'm giving every, every British fighter on this card is getting just a little bit of extra in my estimation. Because of that crowd, I think they're going to be hyped to deliver something special. Nice, nice, like that. I, I like that. I mean, it's it's fun to support the fighters of wherever we Always are. Fun. Sometimes it works out when you're in Canada. Sometimes it doesn't work out when you're in Brazil. But hey, uh, I mean, it's fun to ride with with the home team. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Middleweight bout. Andre Muniz taking on Paul Craig. Paul Craig making his middleweight debut right now. You can have Andre Muniz for minus 215. Paul Craig plus Several 185. divisional debuts on this card. Yeah, I like it. I it's like it. Uh, yeah. Stolyarenko, 125. Paul Craig, 185. Uh, Brian Barberino, also 185. Um Again, third fight in a row. I, I don't have anything here. Uh, Muniz just—he just looked kind of lost last time out there, and you know I know the different style of competition, but now we're laying heavy juice on him again. I, I am an Andre Muniz fan. Uh, don't know what Paul Craig's going to look like at middleweight. This is just a battle of two fantastic grapplers, so I feel like naturally that means we're just going to get a striking matchup. Um, but yeah, just nothing I wanna I wanna throw the cheddar down on in, in this one. 
Uh, I don't have any bets. I am very tempted to to bet Paul Craig here. Very, very tempted to bet Paul Craig. If I was going to bet, I would bet Paul Craig. Yeah. Um, I may end up still placing a shot. If he gets over plus 200 or something, I might look at that because Andre Muni is a big favorite. Um, like you said, it's it's hard to feel super confident. In part, I mean, it's the first time we're going to see what Craig looks like at 185. I suspect he's going to be enormous because it's not like he was super undersized to light heavyweight, mind you. Um, but talking about Andre Muniz, who I was very high on at one point, hasn't looked good lately. Um, not like a huge one-hitter quitter guy on the feet, like a big, a big power striker, and that has largely been the issue for Paul Craig. We did see Muniz get out grappled last time out by Brendan Allen, and Paul Craig could probably do something similar if the sort of fight unfolds that way. I think Paul Craig's pretty live dog, honestly. Um, I'm just already had some exposure, and since I don't know what he looks like at middleweight, you know, tough to feel wildly confident, but certainly a dog or pass situation for me, and I may end up just saying, you know, let, let's go with with Paul Craig. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a rare occurrence when Paul Craig isn't a live dog. I mean, obviously the the Ozdemir fight, he he wasn't really, and I guess the Johnny Walker either. Uh, but yeah, I am curious to see what he's going to look like as well. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he pulled something off here, especially in front of the London crowd. Uh, but we shall see. We shall see. Interested to see the 185 debut for the Bear Jew. Uh, but let's keep it moving. Lightweight bout still on the main card. Jai Herbert taking on Ferez Zayam. Uh, right now, you're going to have Ferez for 155. Jai Herbert coming back plus 135. Front of the home crowd, getting the dog money. Um, feels like the Ferez line's getting a little bit blown out, but also Jai Herbert typically has a pretty big size and reach advantage, and I feel like he uses that uh you know, to his advantage, he's not really going to have that here for his pretty big lightweight. Um, so again, fourth straight fight. I have no bets down. Man, this this is not no bets bar. This is just no bets episode. For there you go. Nah, we're gonna get into some. Don't worry. Uh, I make fun, but I also have no bets on this. Um, just, uh, I I think we might see D one Herbert out there which I don't feel great about about backing yeah. D1 Herbert out there. But on the feet, I mean, I think this will be a fun striking match, but uh, Ziam's just, a, I believe, a much better defensive fighter, which is sort of the crux here and why I think we'll see the wrestling because we have seen him be a little susceptible to getting taken down over his career. Um, saw Herbert flex the wrestling a little bit last time out. Uh, I just am not really sure what this fight's going to look like. I would favor Ziam, but I don't feel good enough to place a bet either way. What I will say about this, since the UFC started returning to London, Jai Herbert won one and one. So this will will move us one direction on where we can believe in him. Right now, dead down the middle. Got to break the seal. Got to break the seal somehow. Uh, all right, let's get into a fight that I have a bet on. Final fight on the main yeah. card. Lerone Murphy takes on... Josh Kulabau right now. You can have Lerone Murphy for minus 140. Kulabau coming back plus 120. I mean, this is a fantastic fight. Both these dudes are dogs. Josh Kulabau, especially a dog. Um, I am on Lerone Murphy here, though. Like you said, 
front of the home crowd, a little bit of that, a little bit of that extra juice. And I kind of feel like he is the more well-rounded guy in a battle of pretty well-rounded guys. Murphy, like he's just super athletic. He hits hard and yes, he gets taken down. And I understand that Koulibaly attempts to do that, but he is 0 for 11 on takedowns in his UFC career. Murphy does get taken down. I'm aware of that, but he if you go back and watch the tape, like he does have a good get-up game. He does have good wrestling in his own right. He's able to to turn positions and get control time and be able to have success on the ground as well. And then when it's standing, it, it's going to be a war, I feel like. I feel like these dudes are going to trade it back and forth. Both these dudes can take big shots. Uh, we've seen before. We saw Murphy push last time out against Santos. Uh, but I just feel like there's more ways to win for Laurent and Murphy. There might be a little bit of home cooking. I feel like both these dudes are tough. I feel like it goes to his decision. Plus, not only is he in front of the home crowd on Saturday, Laurent Murphy's celebrating a birthday on July 22nd in front oh. of the home crowd. Birthday boy, home cooking. You're telling me this guy's going to lose? You're going to bet against the birthday boy, you're going to let this man ring in a new year of his life and you're going to bet against him? That's what you're telling me right now? I, I'm I, I'm not telling you that at all because I am also backing Ron Murphy in this fight. And uh, Connor, it's been time. Took a couple of weeks off. Just weren't the matchups that I felt deserved it. But this fight, this fight's damn good. It's a competitive fight. As I was watching tape, I was like, I can't make a decision. Damn. Let's let the robots do it Let's for do me. It. Come Chat on, GPT is back, and Chat GPT is backing Laurel Murphy. Uh, I did not factor in the birthday. Didn't even put the input that to the Chat GPT. So oh, they, didn't even, they didn't even add that in. So Turns 32. feel even more confident. Uh, I will just give you the, the big pitch at the end. In the end, the judge's decision reflected the incredibly close nature of the bout. The unanimous decision was award- awarded to Lerone Murphy, much to the, the delight of the hometown fans. His strategic approach, coupled with precise striking and effective leg kicks, gave him the edge he needed to secure the win. So that is where we're going. We're taking Lerone Murphy, and uh, we ride together. Let's go. Okay, so one other thing I wanted to throw out here. Right now, not every book has it, but I am seeing... Lerone Murphy by splitter majority plus 600. I don't think I'll take that. Not a big enough price. But if it becomes widely available and I see like a plus 1,000. It's a better price. I'm going to have to take a stab at it because uh, we mentioned, think this fight's going to be competitive. Think it's going to be close. Think it goes to a decision. Coolabout has a split and a draw in his UFC career. Lerone Murphy has a split. And a draw in his UFC career. Cool about prior to getting the UFC, also has a split and a majority. These guys, 10 UFC fights combined between them, four of them have either been splits or draws. They fight in close fights. Wouldn't be surprised if this one is there again on Saturday. Gotta get to the bigger number, gotta get like a plus a thousand. Don't know how these judges work, but I'm something I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah, if that's not monitoring the situation. It's not plus a thousand. I'm not even considering it. Um, plus a thousand starts to get at least a little interesting. Certainly, I'm taking plus a thousand. Like you, you say like that's where you peak your interest. Plus a thousand is an auto bet for me uh, at this number. But I don't think we're going to get that because right now it's I'd, plus six hundred. Seems pretty unlikely you're getting it if it's plus six right now. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? We'll we'll see what uh, what other books have got to say about it. Uh, let's move to the prelims, a men's bantamweight bout. Another man repping uh, 
repping the Union Jack as opposed to uh, to the old red and white flag of England. It's Davy Grant taking on undefeated prospect Daniel Marcos right now. Marcos, the favorite at minus 140. Davy Grant coming back at plus 120. This is a good fight. This is a fun fight. I, I think they're going to put on a show. Davy Grant, especially. Davy Grant is a crazy man. He is a crazy man. Uh, what do you do? Tell some story where he, he he lost his pants at his own wedding or something. He's a, he's a he's a madman. Feel like this kind of, is kind of like a step down for him. Like he's he's fought the Asun Sounds, the Yanez, the Cheetos, uh, Jonathan Martinez. Uh, but then on the flip side, like. Marcos is a 14-0 prospect, like undefeated. He's he's a really solid fighter. Uh, I think I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this one. Yeah, I'm taking David Grant. Um, I like I, it. I'm not sold on Marcos yet. Um, he is 14-0 and honestly has some decent wins there, but just I'm just not all the, all the way sold. Um, whereas I, I feel like we know what we get with David Grant. Um, I mean, Dangerous is a super accurate nickname, dude. Dude can compete and can finish you in in all phases of the game. And like you said, I, I do think this is a step back for him. Yes, Marcos. It's always weird to call a thirty year old dude a prospect, but I mean, I guess he is a prospect. You know, undefeated, coming in with a gaudy record. But I think that this is Davy Grant is going to be the best guy he's ever faced by a pretty wide margin. I mean, um, Simon Oliveira is not Davy Grant, frankly, uh, and. I think that he can sort of win kind of in, in all phases of this game and always is just a threat to pull off a, a submission or, or a knockout quickly. So at an underdog price with the hometown crowd, I I felt okay taking him at plus 120. I, I really don't mind that at all. Plus, it's going to be fun to cheer for Davy Grant in front of the, the English crowd. I'm not betting against an English fighter this week. <laughs> uh, I don't think I am. But uh, we can find out as we move along this card. I don't think I am. Yeah, I am. A, oh, I actually lied. I am. I forgot that um, we're going to talk about it in just a moment. So, yeah, I lied. My Let's bad. move on then. To a so don't mean to you, loyal listeners. My apologies. Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts taking on Johnny Parsons. And this fight is pretty much lined at evens. Uh, minus 115 for Danny Roberts, minus 105 for Johnny Parsons. Um, yeah, what is the, are, are we fading uh, Danny Roberts? Is that what you were alluding to? We're, uh, I'm not. Um, oh, okay. I want to fade him strictly because Johnny Parsons has maybe a top five nickname in all of MMA. The Sluggernaut is... Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. chef's kiss. I can't believe... I've never heard anyone else with that. And so credit to him. But I actually do think this fight lines up in, in favor of Danny Roberts. Um, uh, yeah. I never, I don't, I can't ever feel confident in betting Danny Roberts is a problem no. because he has no. fallen short consistently. <laughs> so that's and his, his chin appears to have, have faded massively. I mean, yeah, you, you said it lines up well for Danny Roberts. I mean, he is going to be the way bigger guy in there. Four Enormous inches height. physical advantage. Five inches of reach. He is just the better fighter. Like, if you just yeah. want to talk about who is the better mixed martial artist here, it is Danny Roberts. Let's go to the experience. 25 
professional fights, 13 of which have taken place in the UFC. Johnny Parsons, 11 professional fights. He has less professional fights than Roberts has UFC fights. Oh, yeah. Johnny Parsons is also coming off almost a two-year layoff where he fought on the Contender Series to a questionable decision when then got a contract off of that. Like, everything in my bones is telling me to take Danny Roberts. But the one thing that doesn't really match up here well for Danny Roberts is Johnny Parsons fights kind of wild, slug or not. He has his name for a reason. Good name for him. Eight of his 11 wins come by knockout. Like, he's not looking to submit you. He is looking to knock you out. And how does Danny Roberts lose? A lot of the times, it comes by way of knockout. Finished in six of his seven losses, four of those coming by knockout. Dude, like, Danny Roberts, this could be one of those fights where Danny Roberts is winning until he isn't, and the fight is just over. Can't. Can't fully trust Danny Roberts with my money. Yeah, I that chin against a guy named the Slugger Not just doesn't feel like good betting to me. But any of you out there who are backing hot chocolate, best of luck to you. It'll be much cooler if he wins in London than if the Slugger Not gets. It'll be down. it'll be way cooler. Also reps the the Union Jack according to Tapology. I am on the under here for everything I just said because I think he's either going to get caught or he's just going to be Can that much. Caught? Or he's just going to be that much better than Johnny Parsons, and he is going to finish him. Roberts, 19, 25 fights have not gone to a decision. Parsons, 8 of his 11 have not gone to, at the price that I play, minus 105. Felt like it was worth a stab. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Don't have the bet, but don't hate yours. Let's keep it on rolling. Uh, lightweight bout, Mark Casey taking on Joel Alvarez right now. Alvarez sits at minus 195. Casey coming back plus 165. Um, are we betting against Mark Casey? This is the Brit that it. we are uh, not supporting. One... Primarily, it's not a reflection on Mark D. Casey or the British fandom. Uh, I just love Joel Alvarez. Big Joel Alvarez guy, honestly. Um, you you I, also hit a nice dog shot on Michael Johnson against yeah. D. Casey last amount, if I'm not mistaken. That was that's the second part of this. Um, that one I felt uh, pretty confident in, just because like Johnson's very good defensive wrestler um, when he needs to be and. Dikhazy is not a good enough or a physical enough force a la a Habib to really dominate in that area. And on the uh, feet, I think he's screwed. Well, the good news is Joel Alvarez is a pretty bad defensive wrestler. That's, exactly. Zero, that's that's the problem. Zero <laughs> percent takedown defense in the UFC. Um, is that good? Been is taken down good? been taken down six times. Dikhazy, 19 takedowns in his last two wins. Um, yeah, it doesn't match up well, but talk me out of this. Tell me why that doesn't matter here. We're going to see a lot of takedown attempts, but one, I will say that DKZ is not like the same well, quality of takedown artist as Armand Saruki. But listen, whatever, so. a takedown attempt in the UFC has been a completed takedown against Joel Alvarez. 0% takedown defense. I'm not here to tell you that it's good. Because it's not. Uh, but I think Joel Alvarez is just a more dangerous grappler off his back should he get taken down. 
Um, I mean, you look at his uh, his career resume, 16 submission wins. He's got arm bars. He's got chokes. He's got gillies. He's got and gillies. He's got gillies. Four guillotines on the record. Mark D. Casey? Two, two of his, his, two two of his two last five. His only two finishes, two finished losses have come two, by submission. Two of his last five losses, not just by submission, by guillotine. By guillotine. Guy yeah. does not like guillotines. And the thing is, we know that what's we know that he is going to shoot. Joel Alvarez knows that he is going to shoot. The guillotine is going to be jumped. We are going to get a jumped ghillie at least one time this fight. I think there's a good chance. Furthermore, it's it's it really though does come back to I just like Joel Alvarez. I think he's he's never gonna be a champion, he's never gonna really fight for a title. But talking about a dude who's 17 and two or some 19 and three. Yeah, astronomical thing. And his losses are to Demirius Magulov and Armand Sarukian. Yes, and then um, a beast on uh, on K1 or M1 back in the uh, day, like years ago. The guy was like 12 and 1. Like yeah, he, like, like he almost really a decade does, ago. <laughs> yeah, like just, he really does lose to, to top-tier talent. I, I am actually with you. Like I, I am with you. Uh, I am on Joel Alvarez. Yeah, uh, there we go. Because I don't, I don't know if it's that smart to go to the ground with him. Like he is an incredibly dangerous, dangerous grappler. And then on the feet, he's not a minute winner. Like, like he's yeah. not going to be like just like putting out shots, winning minutes. He doesn't win but rounds. He, he wins fights. Ex- he is incredibly dangerous wherever the fight goes. He's also huge. If he makes 150, 155, 156, which which we have seen him do on numerous occasions, he is gigantic, five inches taller, four inches of reach, going to have a few pound weight advantage once we get into the cage on Saturday. But what I did, what I did is, is looking at same game parlay, Joel Alvarez plus the under two and a half gets that to even money. Now, some people might be like, I don't want to deal with all that fuss. I don't want to, I don't want to have to sweat that out. We said he's 19 and three. 19 professional wins on the record. 19 wins by finish. 19 wins coming under the two and a half. You said it. He does not win minutes. He wins fights. I think a large portion of his win condition comes on him finishing this fight. And uh, he has yet to finish a fight over the two and a half. So get the minus 195, two even money, a little SGP action here. Uh, I like that better than what I ended up doing Um, because I wasn't going to take him straight. But as you so astutely pointed out, 19 wins, 19 finishes for this this man. He is is not here to see the judges. Uh, And so I, I just took the inside the distance prop, minus 115. But I think that you've actually made a better bet. I, I, I would recommend the, that bet over the inside. The I think my bet will cash, mind you. But you're getting plus money. I'm I'm not. I think it's yeah. But better. you get the extra two and a half minutes. You never know. You never know. If Though the I extra would... two and a half comes up, we will talk about it next week. It I will also funny. say. I will also say like. You're kind of in misery. Even if if you do cash that, it'll feel great. But like, dude, if you're at like the two minute two minutes left in the third round mark, and you're pretty much in misery. Just sitting on him, and yes. I'm like, oh, like my you're God. in misery. Like it's just like kill me. Like I'm yeah. dead. <laughs> like I'm done. Yeah. Like there's no chance he does that. So honestly, I'm okay with taking the two and a half, just because if it no, gets I, to over the two and a half, 
if I it gets the, you've made the, the better bet here. You just kind of, you just kind of accept it. I think we both have decent bets. I think it's much better than taking the minus one ninety five when it's it's like the uh, who who did we who did we talk about a couple weeks ago? The fight got canceled where like they exclusively won by knockout and their inside the distance prop was like eighty points better than their money line. It's just like sometimes you have to realize how these guys win. And if you're taking enough of a of a portion off, then it's worth it. Talking about uh, Mr. Walt Harris, I believe. His yes, Walt Harris. Knockout. <laughs> yeah, 14 wins all by knockout. Uh, but his inside the distance prop was like 80 points better than yeah. uh, than his than his money line. Like I like I remember one time uh, I took Francis Ngannou uh, against Cyril Gan. I took him like minus 135, and someone was like, "Why didn't you take the knockout prop?" And I was like. Because uh, it was minus one thirty, it was barely like any difference. Five points better, and it ended up he won by decision. But uh, but yeah, when there's these big, huge differences with with clear win conditions, I I try to uh, try to hop on that. So Joel Alvarez, the uh, not the pride of Spain, but the uh, the secondary. Say so that's Spain. another important part. We're gonna Spain's having a moment. Spain could be having a moment. We want to be getting to see Spain. I say vamos. Let's go. Let's go to Spain. I'll be there. Carlos oh, Alcaraz no. winning winning Wimbledon. We have the, we have the next great right. wave. Oh man, Alvarez. Man, that that was. You don't need to get into it. I mean, Spain's 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 popping off right now. Listen, I got a forty nine day streak on Duolingo right now, learning Spanish. I mean, forty nine days. Look at that's seven weeks, baby. Seven that's, weeks. It's big time. Siete semanas. Well done. Well, what can I say? Well, I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> Trying to be bilingual over here. Buen trabajo, kid. Let's work. go. Let's go. Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling. On the prelims, heavyweight bout. Mick Parkin undefeated coming in to take on Jamal Pogues. Mick Parkin training with the main eventer, Tommy Aspinall. With the main eventer last week on the KSW card, Phil DeFreeze. Um, but... Too many question marks here. Just like way too many question marks for me to bet on this. Pogues, like he's not great, but he's got pretty good cardio. He can mix in the takedowns. And then the Mick Park inside, 6-0, and but like he has fought nobody. 1-10, and 2-17, 2-3, 7-7, 6-9. And then when he finally got to the contender series, he fought someone that was 5-0. and But fought nobody. Running through all of them, finished all six of his wins in the first or second round. So I'm just going to stay away. Like, I want to go Pogues because it's just like, man, Mick Parkin has fought nobody. He's making his UFC debut. But like, he could be legit. So, and I don't want to go against the Englishman. I'm staying away. Yeah, absolutely staying away. Um, too many variables, too many factors. I don't know. I already have several bets down. I got one more left on the card, and this one ain't it. All right, then let's move on. Middleweight bout, Brian Barbarena making his 185 debut, taking on Mahmoud Muradov right now. Going to have Muradov for minus 315. Barbarena coming back plus 245. Interesting to move to 185 for Barbarena. Uh, didn't didn't feel like he was like really straining himself to make 170. Also, Barbarena, like, 34 years old, it feels like he is the oldest 34-year-old to ever live. I mean, he's, yeah, yeah, 
pretty up there in, in fight age. Every time I just wait to check the topology to be like, oh, yes, he's 41. Like, right. He, Brian Barberin is 41. 34. 34 yeah. for my guy. Uh, Jose I, Aldo's only like 35 or something. He oh, might, don't tell he, me He that. might be older. He might don't be tell old. me that. He might be like older, even Barberin Jose, in that regard. Jose but. Aldo's like 46 in my eyes. Exactly. And Yoel right. Romero's like, is like 32. Yeah. I mean, he's still so young. Oh my gosh. I I forgot to ever mention this to you or on the show or or anywhere. I was down in Miami a few weeks ago and uh, I was waiting in, in line at a bar and who walks in, pull the rope back, everything. It's Joel Romero. Wow. I was like, oh, the shit. The legend in the flesh. Yeah, he was kind of moving with a the crowd. They all had first round management tees on. Uh, so like I didn't say anything out, but I was definitely like, oh, shit, there's Joel Romero. Damn. Uh, and then he was gone off into the night, enjoying the scenes of South Beach. I mean, now that's partying with Joel Romero in South Beach. That sounds fun. Now that is something that would have been fun. Yeah. I mean, he got right into uh, where we were going and then me schmuck ass standing out waiting in a line. Should have um, told him about your podcast, bro. Should been like, hey, hey, well, know? what's up, man? You're a legend, dude. Round three, Joel Romero, man. Anyway, back to the middleweight bout taking this place this uh, weekend at UFC London. Uh, I did parlay up Muradov. It is the square, squariest, chalk, dummy, dumb parlay of the week. I think I've seen about 90 million people on this thing, and the line's like barely moving. Uh, so Muradov Aspinall, the uh, the popular parlay for the weekend. But just looking at this matchup, I just like he's he's gonna Muradov's gonna be the bigger guy. He is the more powerful guy, in my opinion. He is the better striker. Um, and like going back and watching some of Barbarina's recent fights, like other than the Lawler fight, which Lawler did have some success in that first round, like we were looking pretty decent there. He has struggled pretty hard in like his last six fights. Obviously the last two times out Gunnar Nelson and RDA fairly easy submissions. Uh, but then like dropped by Jason Witt lost Darian weeks, incredibly competitive fight. Uh, Matt Brown, very competitive fight as well. Uh, I just, I just feel like Muradov, whether this goes to a decision or whether they just strike until, until someone falls, I, I feel like Muradov has the advantage on on both of them. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is Muradov can also just work takedowns if he wants, which has been proven to be extremely effective. Yeah, yeah against so. uh, Brian Barberini. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he can essentially get taken down at will. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I agree. I believe Muradov is the better striker. At least certainly the more technical one. I mean, Barbarina got the dog in him, can never discount that. But even if he starts to have some success on the feet, Barbarina's never been like a real one-hitter quitter guy. And so if Muradov starts to get into shaky ground, he can just take Barbarina down. Um, I think he's a – look, it's a very chalky parlay piece. I think he's probably a good one. I didn't put him in one because I didn't have anyone to put him with since I was doing the All-England parlay. Love but, it. Yeah. Thing is totally reasonable parlay piece. I don't hate the chalk, you know the the that is fine. Run it, run it. That's what I did. I ran it up, and let's keep it rolling. Women's bantamweight bout: Ketlin Vieira taking on Panny Kianzed. Uh, Ketlin Vieira is the favorite, and I have uh, nothing here. Do you, sir? Sure do. Let's this is go. The final the final bet of the evening for for me here. Um, I'm going Panny Kianzed by decision dog. prop. Dog, going, how much is that worth? 
Uh, it's plus 210. So Nice. I like that. Fight. This fight is going to be one. I mean, just look, the over-under on this is two and a half minus 320 because we know what's going to happen. We're going to go to the cards on this one. Uh, Penny Kanza basically exclusively uses the judges. She is not interested in finishes of, of any sort. 13 of her 16 career wins have been by decision. On the other side of that, Kellen Vieira, much more of a finisher, like about half, about 50-50 finish first decision in her wins. Ne- only been stopped the one time by Irina Aldana. This is going to go long. And when it goes long in a fight that is going to be nip-tuck, very back and forth, we're talking right now about two women who went to very close decisions with Rocky Pennington. Uh, I know Vieira's last fight was Pennington. Did Kianzad have a fight before Penning, uh, after Pennington? I'm going to go check this now because I can't remember off the top of my head if that's true or not. Yeah, she beat Lena Landsberg. Um since yes, the, the, fight. Uh, the Battle of Sweden. The, that's right, the Battle for Sweden. But, I mean, you look, Kellen Vieira, her last two fights have gone to splitties. I think that we have a decent chance of this being the same. I mean, this is just going to be evenly contested. Kianzad's a very good defensive wrestler, so if Vieira's trying for the takedown, it's probably not going to happen. We're just going to be cardio kickboxing for 15 minutes, and when push comes to shove at the end of it, I don't want to have a ticket on Vieira. I want honestly, to have a plus two ten ticket for the split decision that's coming. That's dude. That's that's a that's a solid bet. It's very similar to what I did with Joel Alvarez, and I mean what you did as well, playing exactly, the inside yeah. the distance. I mean she has not finished anyone in almost a decade. August of twenty fourteen, she only has three wins by finish on her record, thirteen by decision. I mean Kellen Vieira as well. Like she she is a tough fighter. She's been finished once in her career. Uh, and she almost exclusively goes to the cards. Uh, well, five in a row, the cards for Vieira. <laughs> over one and a half might be a might be a solid, solid I parlay mean, piece. I feel like a I rock solid parlay. Piece. I feel like I didn't look into that enough. I, you're kind of talking me in. Like, I mean, Panikian right now she's a, she's sitting at what plus one thirty, plus one thirty, and, and you can bump her up to plus two ten on the decision line. You're getting eighty points yeah. right there. That's why I took it because eighty points was enough. Where I was like, yeah, that's enough. Given that she literally hasn't stopped anybody in a decade, <laughs> a minus five seventy five for the over one and a half. Don't mind if I do. Gonna have to build something there. Gonna have to figure something out. That's a I might build with it. I might build a Muradov and that over one and a half and then find a third leg to make something work there. That's a solid. Maybe Tommy Aspinall Tibera under three and a half. A little minus 700. We're building the, we're building the chalky stew over here. A little something to gnaw on. Uh, yeah, I didn't think I was going to be this excited after talking about Panikianza <laughs> and Kellen Vieira. But like, that's a nice find by you. That's a nice find. I I think I can definitely be down for that. A gross, greasy, splitty, maybe a majority. Maybe we get something nasty going there. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. your previous points about splitties, if there's a splitty line out there being offered for plus 1,000 on this fight, snapping it. Snapping it up. Let's take a peek. Let's take a peek. Now, panty by decision. That's by splitty, right? Yeah. Snapping it up. Let's take a little peeksy-poo and see what we got. I mean, it's not available at all books right now, but it's worth taking a taking a peek at uh, Penny by Split. 
plus 500. Give me a yeah, break. That's, that's not a break. Like, that's Vegas we, saying, don't bet this. Yes. Like, when did splits become plus 500 material? Like, they don't happen often. And, like, you are entrusting your money to the judges. Yeah. That's, Crazy work. Crazy uh, work. Well, I won't be taking that, but I was, I was interested. Now I'm not. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no shot we doubled that. Like, there's no shot we were even getting Lerone at at plus a thousand. We're definitely not getting definitely, Vanny. Definitely not getting. And I kind the of fact makes that, sense. The fact Again, that, like decision is is plus two ten and splits only plus five hundred is just this is crazy to me. Pretty crazy. Split I'm, period. Split period. Yeah. Plus two fifty. Give me a break, dude. That is that's not like that's clearly just an insane number. I would I would bet the other end of that if I can. Fight does not end by split decision at minus three fifty. I would absolutely three, bet the shit out of that. Minus three twenty five. Doesn't end by split decision. Yeah, I would bet the hell out of that. That's that's <laughs> that just be, value. Yes, Vera's going to two splitties, but still, that would just be very depressing to lose. <laughs> that would be a true Ke- to lose. Uh, Kellen Vieira in her career actually has four fights ending by by split decision. And the last two, two in a row. Twenty five percent of her fights have ended by split or majority decision. That's uh, that's nasty. That's nasty. so. Again, I reiterate, this is going to go to the cards. It's going to be close. But and panty. I would much rather be holding a plus two ten panty ticket than a minus one fifty. Panties all unanimous. 16 decisions in her career, all unanimous, win or lose. Well, well, maybe this will be her first one. Uh, we're not getting a good enough price for any of the splitties. Though, I'm getting so. talked into something nasty over here with Kianzet. I love it. Uh, let's keep it rolling, though. Next up, lightweight bout Chris Duncan. Uh, not Christian Leroy, Chris Duncan, who we saw uh, a few few months ago, taking on Yanal Ashmoos, who we saw last time in London actually uh, get a huge upset win over Sam Patterson. Um, right now, Chris Duncan, slight fa- excuse me, slight favorite coming in at uh, minus 145, Yanal plus 125. Um, man, I thought about going back to the well and the under. I took it last time. Chris Duncan fought. I mean, it feels like he gets knocked down in every single one of his outings, but just too many bad memories from the Morales fight. I mean, it was just a stall on the wall. It was some laying. It was some praying. It was not much striking. Uh, and now that the fact that he's training at ATT, uh, feel like he's going to go back to the well in the wrestling, feel like the coaches are going to create a game plan for him because you know it's coming off a highlight reel knockout over Sam Patterson. And Chris Duncan, while, while I think he's only been knocked out once, he like he, the dude gets knocked down almost every time he goes out there. Like he just like gets sit down. Um, so like if, if they stand a strike, I think you know it's super live for a KO. But I'm just gonna sit back and watch this one. Hopefully we get chaotic Chris Duncan instead of uh, instead of D1 Duncan. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm just gonna just gonna sit back and watch. The only two notes I have on this is one, I really wanted to back Chris Duncan just because 286, he was a pivotal piece in my Chris Duncan parlay. One sick. half of the Chris Duncan parlay that, that was, was successful. Uh, the other thing also related to 286, you know, Ashmoose's highlight KO happened about five minutes before Chris Duncan started laying, praying all over Omar Morales. Yes. So I do love matchups like that where 
they are both on identical timelines right now. So that's always fun. Can't bet it um, for many of the same reasons. I wanted to back him, but he a little scary coming off that Morales fight. So, yes. Anyway. A little scary just because it'll be dicey if he wins, I feel like. I feel like he's not just going to, like, absolutely dominate. I mean, maybe he does. Maybe in the grappling he's able to just, like, rack up rounds and win 30-27. But, like, man, if it stays striking, I just it's it's going to be dicey moments. It's going to be dicey moments. Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling. Strawway bout. Bruna Brasil taking on the debuting Irish fighter Shauna Bannon. Um, interesting Undefeated. One. Undefeated, yes, five and zero, oh, uh, minus one fifty Brazil, minus one fifty five Brazil, uh, Bannon plus one thirty five. Uh, just, just too many question marks. I just, I, I nothing. I feel confident enough to to place my money down on. I feel like Brazil is going to win. Uh, not like overly impressed with Bannon, but also just going back and watching Brazil's last fight doesn't really make me want to throw down some uh, some coin on her. So, uh, yeah, I think it'd be cool if Bannon won, uh, you know, another Irish fighter, especially a, a, a female Irish fighter. Um, it'd be cool to see. But, yeah, just going to enjoy this one. Yep, I got nothing to add just to not betting on anybody in this fight because why would you? You just probably shouldn't unless you, like, know <laughs> one of them. Like yeah, or like, pass. yeah. There are 14 other fights in the UFC on Saturday. You don't need to bet this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, if you win, I'm sure it's going to be, like, never in doubt. I knew everything. And if you lose, it's going to be like, oh, well, they were untested prospects. Why did I You're going to feel real dumb if you lose. Oh, yeah. If you lose money on this fight, you're going to feel like the biggest jackass on earth. Um, Let's keep it rolling, though. Last one, men's flyweight fight. Who even cares about this decision? third greatest (laughs) son. What did you say? Spain's third favorite son. Yes. Uh, Daniel Barra is making his debut. Spain's, uh, what is it? Uh, what, what would be the word? You know, it's not It's not the prodigal. What's the uh, What's the third tier ranking? Uh, you know, it's kind of the, the bronze, at, the bronze this, medalist. I, I got, I don't know the, the word you're looking for. At this for. point, we're kind of getting to the ugly stepson. We're, we're getting to the, uh, the ugly stepchild here of Daniel, Daniel Barra. It's, it's a bit of a reach as far as quality fighters and prospects. He's going for though. Spain, man. He, he's, he's coming to rep Spain. Alcaraz will be in the building. Sergio Ramos will be in the building. Ilya Taporio. We all stand behind Daniel Barra. You think Sergio Ramos is showing up for, for Daniel Barra? I'm here for Daniel Barra making his his debut uh going <laughs> against be Ju- the funniest shit in the world yeah if all of them are Carlos there Car- Alcaraz just rolls in fresh just, off Wimbledon he's like I had to I had to keep my stay in London for an extra week because uh, yes my yes boy, Danny Barrez. Daniel Barrez and Joel Alvarez are fighting I had to be here guys shout out <laughs> shout out uh yeah I mean Jafel Filo last time we saw him out almost got that knee bar on uh Mahayev. But overall, I mean, he, he clearly lost that fight. Uh, man, remember when 125 used to mean something? I mean, you could convince me no. for for a shot no. here. Because, look, I feel you didn't hit the under against no. Mikhaev, but a lot, lot of early stops, a lot of early finishes on his it's career. Unfortunately, Barra has, has a decent number of decisions, but he's on a run right now. Four straight first round finishes for Barres. You could sell me under two and a half minus one twenty. 
We could we could dare to dream, Connor. No, no, no I dared to dream last week, and <laughs> it, I mean, it never even came close. Uh, well, wasn't even competitive. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, it's. They're so dead. They're so beyond dead. It was, it was such a special moment in history. Such a special moment of time. I'm, I'm glad we got to be a part of it. But uh, alas, rest in but peace, to Flyweight Unders. Don't uh, don't be sad because it's over. Just be happy that it happened, you know. And it was I agree. A great time. I agree. And and if this hits, if it goes under, please don't don't oh, come shit. at. Me. Don't don't <laughs> tell me that it's. That it's I absolutely under. forgot that I have to have a heavyweight overbet in the main event. Uh, you <laughs> should have to have one in Michael Park and Jamal Pogues as well. Oh, I have to have two. Shit. Well, add those Ugh. two. I'll be taking both of those. I wasn't even thinking of heavyweight overs this week for whatever reason. So over one and a half for the Aspinall Tybura. I actually don't hate that, especially at plus money. I'm pretty comfortable with that line. Uh, and the part, what's the uh, Pogues Parkin over two and a half plus 105. Eh, don't feel great about it, but we're doing it. Add those two to my repertoire and I'm done. Uh, yeah, I was going to say I would feel better about the Pogues one, but it's kind of similar fights in the English dude finishes early every time and his opponent has been known to go to decisions. Yeah, we're uh, we're clearly on a side in, the, in that particular fight. Yeah, and we'll so hope it happens. Just got to see what happens, I guess. Um, how are heavyweight overs doing? What is, do we have a record? We do. They are twelve and eight on the year, uh, plus uh, two and a half units. That's that's a bet that you can get behind, folks. They're doing fine. They are, yeah. you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna pay off your mortgage, but they are consistently doing enough to stay uh, ahead of the curve. That is a bet you can get behind. Uh, so looks like I'm gonna add Panikianza by by decision to the mix, and I'm gonna. Love that. I'm gonna cook up something nasty with that with that over one and a half. Um, but overall, same game parlay, Joel Alvarez in the under two and a half, even money. Roberts Parsons under two and a half, minus one oh five. Lerone Murphy money line minus one thirty. Aspinall Tibera under one and a half, minus one twenty five. Uh, and then I parlayed up Mahmed and Aspinall. And then I also did a Mahmed. Aspinall Tybra under three and a half Gabriel Bonfim for next week mm. uh parlay. Uh gonna add the panicky on that. Also, the Lerone Murphy thing, the split decision, the panty one is almost like certainly going to the cards. Lerone Murphy, like there could be a finish there. So I like that even less. Uh <laughs> and then last but not least, in a way, Niowa in a way fighting Tuesday morning. Ooh. Straight line on him. I took him at minus 250 uh, about a month ago. Excited for that one. I'll be up bright and early for it. Uh, but yeah, that happens on Tuesday. So I love that energy. Love, oh, love mixing it up. Also, big, Tuesday's such a random day, but should be fun. That's what they do over there in Japan. Big boxing week next week. Big boxing week. Well, uh, it's been fun. My bets, Asp- I'm taking a flyer on Aspinall by KO round three at, you know, plus 2100 and i'm taking the over one and a half plus 140 in that fight and i've got aspinall parlayed up with molly mccain and nathaniel wood for plus 170 on those three legs on you with laura murphy taking a shot on davy grant uh joel alvarez inside the distance at minus 115 panic by decision plus 210 and uh oh yeah the parker uh park and pogues over two and a half at plus 105 
And that's where, and I may also cook up another part, you know, heavy favorites do with the over one and a half in the Vera Kanzad and the Murdov and maybe add another leg in there to get juicy, but that's what we're doing. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. That is UFC London. Oh, Connor. Connor, say the words to me. Next, Next week, week, UFC 291, we head to Salt Lake City. Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. And I know the words you want to hear. The BMF belt is on the line. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. Hundreds have held gold. But only one man has ever held silver. And we get that second man come next Saturday. Cannot wait for that it's gonna one. going to be electric. Blahovich Pajeta? Going to be electric. Sick. Lost all the cost of fight. All elevation? Going to be electric. Eric Lewis at elevation. How can you not be excited for that? Heavyweight overs might take a hit on the Derek Lewis, Marco Sergio de Lima fight. That one is going to be a f- that one's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. For Heavyweight that. overs might be might be suffering. Or they week. both gas out so hard, we just get a slobber knocker like uh, Costa Rockhold last year. That has to be the hope. Also, uh, Costa just going back to it, back to the well. Theoretically, I know that fight is also potentially up in the air. We'll see. Wow. I don't think I don't think it's potential. I think that thing oh, is off. Is that is that confirmed off? Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. From the moment it got announced, Costa was like, I, I'm not fighting that fight. I don't know why you guys keep doing this to me. I never signed this contract. I'm not fighting this guy. I and honestly then, respect the hell out of that move. Uh, me too. What? Me too. And then a week and a half beforehand, they're like, oh, the fight's off. And Paolo's just like, uh, it was never on. I don't know why you guys said it was. I'm not doing that fight. Rumors not gonna are. not going to Shanghai me into this. I'm, I'm not doing it. Rumors are him versus, him versus Hamza in Abu Dhabi. I mean, I'd be down. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, I'm definitely I'd not fun. not down. That's yeah. for sure. I'm definitely not not down. That is uh, that is for damn sure. Either way, next week, 291 BMF, Salt Lake City. See you Love you The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.